Hello and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. If you do want to support the show, you can just by giving us a follow on Instagram at Big Boss Book Club or give me a follow on Twitter at Big Boss 010. You can also give the show a like or a follow or a review. Any and all support is greatly appreciated. Again, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'll throw out a very, very quick disclaimer just before we move forward. I'm currently suffering with a really, really bad chest and sort of throat infection. So if my voice sounds absolutely awful, and it will do for the remainder of this episode, that is the reason why. Um, So I'm really sorry. (laughs) So um, we'll jump straight in. The Anyone who's been listening will know, obviously, I'm a, a big Flesh and Blood fan. Uh, my friend Martin had, and season regular, uh, had made the suggestion that he come with me to a bigger, a bigger level event, so um, like a pro quest or a skirmish or something like that. So when it was announced that Living Realms were going to be hosting uh, Battle Hardened in Leeds um, from the thirteenth to the fifteenth of January. I said to Martin, well, I quite like the idea of going. Do you want to come with me? And he was very, very up for uh, coming. Uh, We sort of decided on uh, decks. So if you listen to the Pascal uh, episode from last season where we talked about his Bravo build, Martin was very interested in playing Bravo. Um, So we essentially built Pascal's Bravo deck, we made a couple of changes to it uh, just before the tournament, but essentially the deck is that mine used was was, uh, Pascal's deck. Um, I decided to go with uh, Briar, Uh, a couple of reasons for that, one, I've never actually played Briar at an event, I've had Briar built, but I've never actually played her, (laughs) so it's always been a case if I built her and then made the decision to not do anything with her and take her apart again. So it was, um, and I figured since she's probably going to be on her farewell tour at the moment, it was probably time to um, give her a go. So, yeah, I took Briar, um, Martin took Bravo. Decks we'd we'd had very, very limited practice time, very, very limited um, exposure to. So it was a bit hair-raising. But essentially, we didn't actually enter the battle-hardened event itself. Um, It was a little bit too expensive for our blood at £35 entry. So we actually held off and we entered the ProQuest, which was the Sunday, so uh, the 15th. Um, And the turnout for that was unbelievable. There was 161 players. And I think it's, it's broken the record as like the highest attended... ProQuest event, just like full stop, 
like 161 people. Um, I can't see, I can't see that getting any uh, higher, um, except maybe, maybe in America, depending on if they do something like that. But yeah, so uh, 161 people were there. The field looked um, very varied. There was my understanding. So what essentially is going to happen in this episode, me and Martin, we sat down after the event, after we got back into sort of uh, Northwich, which is where Martin lives. We just kind of sat in my car, we kind of put the phone on, recorded us just chatting about each of the rounds. And so we'll go through like our opponents, how we did, if there was anything we took from the game. Um, So yeah, it was a good outing. Good journey. It's about an hour and a half away from crew. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit extra because I had to go pick Martin up. But not a bad drive. It was pretty much all sort of like A roads and M roads. So it was very, very straightforward. Um, Leeds was, pr- was was kind of okay to navigate. I sometimes make the comment that the roads are designed by Stevie Wonder. Um, but the, the, it was pretty easy to get to the um, the hotel. So, yeah, it was great. I had a really good time. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll uh, we'll go for a break. We'll come back and we'll have the uh, the recordings that me and Martin did when we got back. Um, so we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. So we'll go into our battle-hardened weekend. I am, of course, joined by... Season regular, might as well put him on the payroll. Uh, my good friend Martin. Hello. 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 Yeah. We are currently sat in my car outside of McDonald's, which is really weird. Um, it's a lovely burger. <laughs> What's wrong with this burger? <laughs> put this into context. We were walking out of McDonald's with our food, and some guy in there was sat on his own in a corner, screaming about how how badly his burger was put together, quite loudly for people to hear. It's like. You're yeah. sitting on your own in a McDonald's on a Sunday, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> there was more staff in the McDonald's than there was people, and still no one cared. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Um, so obviously we've been to um, Leeds this weekend for the Flesh and Blood uh, Battle Hard weekend. We didn't take part in the Commoner event on the Friday. Um, we just drove over on the Saturday. Um, we didn't take part in Battle Hardened itself. We just opted to do the ProQuest uh, today, Sunday. Sunday. Um, so we, I think it was quite a good journey, quite a good car journey there. Yeah, it was like fine. It was, had a bit of a chat, caught yeah. up. I hadn't seen you for probably since the beer festival episode. So yeah, it's been yeah. a good few weeks. But um, what of um, here's what you do with Bravo talk. Here's what you do with Bravo. <laughs> um, to put that into context, I decided to enter this pro quest having only played one paper game of Flesh and Blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was fun. Uh. <laughs> we did. Um, so the hotel we stayed in the Holiday Inn, just outside. It was uh, basically the whole weekend was being hosted in the Royal Armouries in Leeds. Uh, we did the, uh, like I said, we entered the ProQuest t- t- today, the Sunday. Um, the hotel was good. The hotel was really good. Like a little bit expensive at the bar, but you just you expect that when you go to those sort of hotels. And the city centre as well. Yeah. It was five pound seventy for a Stella, and it was four pound ninety for a Bud yeah. Light, which is a little bit expensive. Mm, we bit expensive. The amount of time that we saved from like parking a minute walk away 
the actual venue itself was you you could probably like kick a football to it from where we were. Yeah, it was like you were out into this like little forecourt bit, and then we were there. Yeah, just not a lot of walking. It was great. It was, it was a perfect place to be. Um, so we went in. We had a few a uh, few games. We met up with a few people, including yeah. Az from yeah. Gogan Gaming. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get any. No, we sat and watched Mission Impossible with him for about 5, 10, 15 Yeah, that was funny, actually. Yeah. As, I basically, I messaged Az saying, listen, we're in this room, come knock on or, or let us know when you're going downstairs. About two minutes later, there was a knock at the door and he was there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. So he came in and he, he chilled out with us for a bit and then we went down, grabbed a beer. Then we went to meet meet Liqueur. Well, we got the group of us together. Oh, yeah, so we got the group. Did all the introductions and then... We found out there was 22 of us for the booking of Meat Liqueur. 22 people, that was a tight... But it was good space, though, actually. We booked out, like, half the restaurant, didn't have to put anything down. That was the thing that mm. I was quite surprised about. They were more than willing to give up half of their restaurant space on the off chance that 22 nerds might turn up on a Saturday. Yeah. But we did. Yeah. We did turn up. <laughs> we all turned up in force. Um, yeah, and that was really good. Like, the that food was very good. Was, was, the beer was expensive, but the food was 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 cracking. The Brooklyn beer was expensive. If the house one wasn't too bad at 450 a pint. a pint. For the central Leeds. The food was amazing though. Like I'm very glad because I opted for having a smaller burger but on larger side and I think it was yeah. definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um I had the buffalo chicken burger which was immense and just a portion of fries. That came what, sixteen quid. Yeah. I guess in the grand scheme of things isn't City Centre, pretty busy restaurant. Looks like it's pretty pretty full or pretty yeah. busy. That's not bad. Um, got back to the hotel. A few more beers. A couple more beers. And then... Watched the UFC, didn't we? Yeah, the <laughs> UFC was, was on. Just randomly on in the middle of a Holiday Inn. Yeah, middle of a Holiday Inn bar. Yeah. In a bar in sort of sitting area. Um, so then we've... We were going to play some more games, but we just decided yes. to have more of a chilled one. It was so late. Yeah. Like, it was easily... We hadn't caught up mid- properly in a while. Midnight, when we went back up to the room. Yeah, then we watched it in Zombieland. Then we watched a bit of Zombieland, yeah. We had that off. Um, so that was really night one, day yeah. one. Uh, short and sweet. We played a total of three games and had a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful experience. Yeah. Um, so we'll go for a break and we will be right back. Welcome back. Okay, so day two comes. We get up. A cracking breakfast. Good breakfast. Great breakfast. Good breakfast, which we, I didn't even realise was included in our booking. Yeah. Until a lad we met, uh, Josh, we were talking to him at, uh, well, I was talking to him at, um, at Meet the Car, and he said, um, oh, you know, the breakfast. And I was like, oh, we haven't got breakfast booked. And he was like, you sure? I'm pretty certain it's in your booking. And I was like, nah, it's not. And he went, ah, check your booking. It should be breakfast. And it turned out there was breakfast included. So we got a breakfast that we didn't know we were getting. I had six sausages. It was wonderful. Six sausages. <laughs> I don't care. It was free. That it was free. <laughs> I was having it. It was free. I had the two. Didn't have, didn't have anything else. It was fine. Well, I, just, well, I didn't really have that much. I had two rounds of toast and then the um, two sausage, two bacon, yeah. and a portion it's, of beans. The standard. And we did shots of orange juice and apple juice. Shots of orange juice and apple juice. <laughs> and and tiny little thing. glasses. Yeah. Again. Um, so we went over, registered for the event, um, got signed in, that was all fine. Then round one. So what we'll do is, um, I'll go through sort of my details first and we'll pass back to Martin and yeah. we'll, we'll go back and forth. So The registration was quite quick and easy. It was good, yeah. It was okay. really, When really we got smooth. there, we were a bit worried, weren't we? Because there were like, there was this one of the um, living realm women just stood there being like, we're not quite ready yet, like we'll let you know. And it's like, mm. oh, it's five past eight, getting a bit itchy. Yeah. But then... 
as soon as it opened, got to, got to the desk, got two boosters, which was quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't because he hadn't advertised and <clears throat> getting anything, so you know. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of a problem with your email, didn't we? Where they hadn't sent you the sales oh, receipt, and yeah. it looked like it was going to be a case of going to the back of the queue. But just I had to pull this phone to the side, brought it up, went, yeah, there you are, two, Molly, give me the boosters, yeah, straight yeah. through. Straight through to yeah. the registration. And that was, that was silly even that as well. Was, even, but even that was easy. Like, they just, they found our deck, they looked at it and went, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's like, oh, I know it's fine. Yeah. I've, 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 I think I've they're just, it. they're trying to take it out of the pile, aren't they? Like, mm. that debt registration queue, because there was split into two queues of people who had paper and people who didn't. Yeah. And like... There was that lad Lewis that we were friends with. He was like, "I have sent mine in, but I've changed it." So I need, so to, I need, need to get rid of that one and come in. back. But it's—I think it's more just checking it for us, not for them. Yeah. But they didn't show it us. Yeah. Which was weird. But you know, smoothly run. Got no problems with how Living Round run, run this event. Like yeah. probably one of the better run ones I've been to for a long time. And a big turnout, 163. 162 players. For which the is day. weird because we told I was told there was 170 people registered. So seriously, people just didn't turn up. Seven of them. They probably oversight. They probably on the night out the night before. Probably were on the night out. Yeah. Um, so round one called. Um, I got Julian playing Reinhardt, who turned out he'd come from Belgium. Which I was like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> Fair track, man. Um, but he, he was super nice, like yeah. super friendly. Playing as Reinhardt, a very very different take on Reinhardt. Um, apparently, it's a deck that Hayden Dale, who obviously we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, used. Where basically he goes for sort of like the elemental strikes and he goes for scar for scar, and it, very different to what you'd usually see. Not as much the, the intimidate stuff as using yeah. it as a finisher rather than the actual bulk of the game. Yeah, using a lot, like doing a bit more defensive yeah. and, and coming back like that. Um, he got down to, what did I get down to? Going down to seven uh, life. I was also down to seven life. He hit double Blood Rush Bellow turn, which is obviously something we've already talked about. And he hit me with a big 11 attack. I could He intimidated three of my four cards. I could only block for two. And I had seven health and an 11 attack. So the math's there. Yeah. was not in my favour. Doesn't really play ball. So, fortunately, round one loss. Um, we did speak for a little bit after the match, though. Because he was like, oh, you know, I like the deck. Um one thing he did bring up was remember to trigger your embodiments because obviously Briar I was playing as Briar uh, Warden of Thorns so obviously her ability is triggering embodiment of Earth embodiment of Lightning tokens I kept missing the Earth ones and he was like if you had the Earth token you'd have had maybe like maybe three life extra yeah. over the course of the game so potentially that, that Blood Rush Bellow turn you might have had one two life left and then you'd have been getting your entire hand back because I intimidated it yeah and you'd have probably had me off the next turn. Yeah. Um, it's some little triggers in games like this that can sometimes swing matches, like one or two life. I've seen it on the cards that, like, game one life, and I'm like, that can't be that big of a deal, but it can be. Like, as we'll see with some of my games, one life can be quite a bit. Mm. So, your round one. So, my round one was against uh, Kia, who had travelled down from Edinburgh in, like, a group of five of them. Mm. And he was playing um, Icelander. Cool. Icelander? Icelander? Icelander. Icelander. Cool. Mm. Got it right. Didn't need to put that bit in. Uh. in. Um, <laughs> we talked on the way down about what my deck was planning to do with the meta, and you had sort of predicted it was going to be a lot of Icelander, a lot of Dash, yeah, and a lot of Briar? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
but then we'd heard reports of day one of it being like completely wide open. So seeing Icelander first was quite nice. The guy I played against was really lovely as well. So we've been I told him it was my first event, sort of guiding me through things. He was playing like the the ball aggressive version, so it'd like do more aggressive tacks on his turn, and then like try and like nickel and dime me a bit on my turn and do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was one particular turn I remember where I'd heaved um, pulverize to get the seismic tokens, yeah. and then on his turn he'd like done nothing, and then coming back to my turn and was like right, and in response to your seismic um, social, social my seismic tokens. popping, he'd put channel lake out yeah. and giving me a frostbite to try and like stop this pulverize coming and I still managed to like hit the full 12 <laughs> <laughs> to get it through I wasn't able to give it dominate like I wanted to but didn't need to and he just took the whole 14 because he'd used his entire turn to try and stop me from playing it <sighs> so he just took like a, a lump and that was when the game like swung and started to balance out but like because of my inexperience of the game, there was a few, like, the thing that sort of turned it back in his favour is I activated tectonic plating when I should have just gone for a spinal crud, uh, spinal crush? Spinal crush. Yeah. So that gave him the opportunity to give me another frostbite token, which then meant that I couldn't do that, and it came down. I got I managed to get him down to four health, but he ended up killing me with, um, what's the two damage arcane one? There's a couple of them. There's a like, few. Is that Ice Bolt or something like that? Yeah, I think there was one called yeah, Ice Bolt. Yeah. But it was literally one of the two damage arcane spells into Waning Moon. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was like, I was I was out of hands. I'd, I'd like tried to chuck like a last-ditch effort yeah. at him, and he just got me a response. But yeah, genuinely like lovely game. Like, felt like I was playing okay. We had the running joke that I was playing Bravo badly on purpose to try and throw people off because I don't really understand the game as much. But didn't feel like didn't feel like I missed anything. It was just not remembering the advice as much. So, like when playing against Icelander style, don't give them that entry point where they can give you a frostbite token like, yeah. on your turn. Just throw the big move, and like, I shouldn't have gone oh, for the best. I shouldn't have gone for the tectonic plating activation. Might have changed it a bit, but it was good. It was, it was a nice, like it eased me in. Cool. So, jumping to uh, round two, I got Adam from Gloucester, who had actually already met at. The, it's, it's like Wizards and Warlord, you know, Warlords and Wizards gaming ProQuest last year. And he was actually playing as Bravo. So straight away I was kind of like, oh, just off the back of our testing games, I was like, this isn't going to go well for me. <laughs> and actually, surprisingly, it didn't go very well for me. Yeah. Um, got me, I got him down to 15 health. He, he won. Um, he had a great turn where he threw a dominated crippling crush at me. I, had, I blocked with one card, blocked with some equipment to try and slow it down, but then I realised I couldn't block enough to stop the crush effect. Yeah. He discarded two random cards. Those two random cards were both Channel Mount Heroic, which for me was just like, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm that, I call that's it. a turn gone. Yeah, call it there. Um, something that... It was more the after, because I was like, what would you say about how I played the game there and what would you do differently and things and um, he basically said oh you know when you're you missed it again embodiment triggers which yeah. was stupid because I had it written on my notes to remember embodiments yeah. and I still missed them and he was like there was a couple of turns there where you could have blocked out more than you did because yeah. you didn't have the embodiment um, he says also you used your armour really quickly and I was kind of like yeah I kind of did really 
He's like, I wouldn't bother, just hold off. Um, he then also informed me that one of my cards acted away, which we later found out didn't. So Bramble Spark says, the next attack action you play gains the text, deal an arcane damage. When I played it, he took the arcane damage and was like, actually said to me, you can now create an embodiment of Earth. And I was like, can I? He's like, yeah, because that attack action has technically hit me. And I was like, pretty certain it hasn't. He's like, no, no, I'm telling you right now, you can create an embodiment of Earth token. Turned out, I couldn't create an embodiment of Earth token. We talked to a judge about it a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he told us that was a lie. Not incorrect. Not a lie, but incorrect. Yeah. Um, so well, was, he's not exactly lying about it because it's to his detriment. Like, yeah, it's it was, not, it was it's not his like detriment. he's trying yeah. to like, gain an angle, it's just. Yeah, because sometimes rules are weird. Yeah, because like, he actually blocked out the, the the damage, so the attack didn't actually hit anyway. Yeah, but he was like, because he didn't block the arcane, because he didn't want to lose any cards in his hand. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you still get the embodiment. The, but, lo- the logic's there. I can yeah. understand why you would think it works that way, but yeah. it doesn't. And he was super nice again, super friendly. Um, again, I, I, it was bravo. Our testing basically said to me that there was no way I was winning that. Yeah. Because he, he'd had a rough old time against me. Yeah, really, really rough time. So yeah, so that was that way. Um, so how was your round two? Uh, so I played against Nolly, and they were on Dash. This is my first experience of playing against Dash, as most of these games will be like that. They there was like lots of very early on uh, pistol setup, but they weren't doing a great deal of damage to me, um, and I'd managed to land a couple of spinal crushes to really slow them down. Um, one bit that I noticed that I'd misplayed on is they played the boost card that lets them walk, like I have to reveal a certain number of cards in my hand and they choose one the harpoon the egg box which is the card um, I had off you in trees yeah <laughs> funny that um, and I, I stupidly overvaluing it showtime revealed spinal crush and it wasn't until I went to search one later on with the showtime that was like oh actually I'll throw it on now because I gave it one as a block earlier on so oh man um it was going really well. Like I got them down to eleven very quickly. While I was still on like twenty-eight, but then they, they just cinched in the pistol lock, and I just was spending all my time just like blocking. It was like three sets of three, three sets of three, three, and I was like trying to just let the damage bleed in a little bit so I could do stuff. But nah, they just they sort of had me there. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it, it was interesting to see like because I didn't know Dash could be like such a controlling character in the sense of mm. there was a lot of like. Little nickel and diamond going and forget going again, drawing cards while they were setting up. So I didn't know which angle to attack him because I'd purposely put in Crush of the Week, thinking that was going to be good against Dash. Yeah. But this like sort of hybrid pistol-based version of Dash, I was looking at his attacks and I was like, all oh, these are like base four. Like Crush of the Week doesn't really yeah, doesn't do anything it. against it. So it felt like the way they'd built that style of Dash was like almost a counter to the counters that are natural to that so it felt like mm. I had a couple of dead cards there that normally because Crush the Week doesn't do the greatest amount of damage you're there for the Crush to like stop yeah. them like because they don't have high defence cards so I don't know like Crush the Week proved to be not the most effective card like I was hoping it would be this weekend after I asked you to put it in but again I didn't hit any of the matches that it's really good against like Ninjas yeah, yeah. cool we'll go into round three and then we'll um Man, that's really loud. That is really loud. Um, so my round three was against Chris, who was playing as Reinar. It's so my second Reinar. I felt really bad for Chris because I think Chris was having a really rubbish day. Yeah. Like he was really not enjoying the. 
<laughs> um, there just wasn't really any need uh, for that. But yeah, um, he wasn't having a great day, I don't think. I think he, he sat down, he was like, oh, Briar, great, I'm going to lose. If, I, I tried to be, I, I was really positive to like every single person. Like, oh man, that's awesome, we're great. Because yeah, yeah. I love Ryanair anyway. But um, it was a really good game. He got me down to 15. I actually managed to get the win here. Um Something we were talking about afterwards, he was kind of like a bit reflective and he was like, I wish I'd not done Arcane Barrier because it wasn't the Arcane that killed me. It was all your big massive attacks. You barely did any Arcane. I sat here with like Arcane Barrier 2 thinking I was going to get Arcaned and it never came. Yeah. Um, That's exactly how I felt in round one when I put out the full Arcane package against... Um, Icelander, and mm. then I'm getting hit with... Is it Seagun Scar or Scar? Oh, uh, Scar for Scar. Scar for a Scar, and I'm yeah. like, well, would have been nice to have the uh, the old Crater Fist here, but yeah, here we are. Um, he misplayed a race face, so he didn't know what a race face did. Right. He played it, and I, I was looking at my cards, and I was like, does it really bother me if a race face hits? And I was like, no, I don't think it does. No. So I let it through for six damage. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, you don't have a hero ability now. I was like, I'm pretty certain I do. He's like, well, this says all like talent types and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but the talent isn't my ability. Yeah. The talent and your class type are at the bottom. So they're blank. But I don't... Attack actions are still attack actions. Mm-hmm. So we had to get a judge to come over. The judge was super nice about it. He was super nice about it. Yeah. He's like, oh, God, honest mistake, mate. I thought that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a confusing card of race face because it does lead people to read it as your opponent's abilities don't work next turn which yeah. if that was a card wouldn't be that weird no like you could imagine that but it works slightly less than that because it affects tokens as well I think yeah. that's the trade off yeah um, we were talking after the match about sort of like he, he, he did a really sexy pummel hit mm. which was quite nice on like the back of a big big move you know um, a pummel hit uh, got a little, and it was a yellow pummel as well. The best kind of pummel. The best kind of pummel. A spicy yellow pummel. Spicy yellow. Um, we were talking after the match though, and we were saying like, "What would we?" Because he was, I said to him like, "What would you change in this deck?" And we were looking through it, and he was like, "Yeah," because I got exude confidence, and I got coax of commotion, and they kind of swap out depending on who the opponent is. And it's like I think for for me, you need to be playing the exudes because it's mm-hmm. a bigger. It become it can become a bigger attack. Yeah. So it was a good conversation. I felt really bad for him. We, we saw him afterwards. So after he played against me, he went into a draw yeah. and then dropped. Because he was like, I'm now technically 0-4. and four, yeah. So I'm out. Peace. I, I don't agree with um, Flash and Blood saying a draw is a double loss. Yeah, I think it should just be a draw. Like You should only get a point. But like it being like, you both lose. It's just... It leads me to think that people are going to more angle for concedes. Yeah, and concessions. Whereas, like taking a draw round one isn't the end of the world, and could be that thing that like breaks a tie later on in the game. So yeah, but yeah. I see. I also see the other side of why they're doing it because if you get too many draws and an advantage, it messes everything up. Mm. Yeah, uh, there's been a bit, a bit of back and forth about it. Mm. Um, so round three for you. So round three for me was against Kevin, who was on Viserai, whose name I've been able to get right until now. Yeah. Um, this game was a little, was was okay. Like the guy was really nice, but he was still there. Was a few things he was doing. Like he was like, "I'm going to run through. I'll show you every card. Don't worry." But once I've told you once, if anything happens and you forget anything, I'm not going to let you take it back. And I'm like, "That is fine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm learning. I don't want people to like sugarcoat things for me." But it was just there was 
didn't really need to say it. And like, there was a few things where he took a little bit of extra time. And like, when people are like zero and two, and like their draws are going bad, he was doing a lot of like the sighing, like the oh, this isn't working like this, like, and I hit a few. Mm. But I felt really bad in this game because this was the first game there I like made a mistake. Yeah. In the sense that I'd given a race face dominate with Brava's ability. And you can't do that because <laughs> yeah. it only costs two. And because I'd just been, it's the first time it had ever come up. So I'd just been like, and he didn't catch it either. I was just like, two, Bravo, a race face with dominate. And he didn't walk any of it. And then he didn't make any um, rune, chance. rune chance on his uh... next turn. But I like I don't think it would have affected that part of the game that much because we were just sort of in the weeds and like neither of us were really doing much. He wasn't really like drawing a lot of reds. I wasn't able to get like the the crush cards through that I wanted to. Like I'd I'd gotten like one crush um crippling crush through for like eight or nine. But other than that, weren't really doing much. And then it got down to the point where I got him down to one and then on his turn he um, gave his swarming gloom field. Swarming gloom veil. Veil. Yeah, I'm sure someone's getting it. New cards. It's been it's a new week. New cards. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that come out today. Um, yeah. So he gave that all three of its abilities because the amount of rune chance that he'd made. And like I deliberated like with my hand and stuff and thought I'd done like pretty decent blocks, but I'd missed the um, swarming hitting me for one damage which meant that I couldn't block the arcane and I ended up losing that game even though I got him down to one so it felt a bit like that was the first time it felt like I'd actively messed up and cost myself a game yeah. so that was a, a little bit and just like if I had to order the games that was the worst one I felt that I had mm. that day and like being 0-3 like I knew I wasn't expecting to do anywhere near well because it's like my first time playing it properly but I thought by that point I would have like Snuckle win maybe or yeah. but it seemed like people were like not necessarily prepared for Bravo but I wasn't playing it as new as as well as I felt like I'd been practicing it yeah. and like, I don't think it was nerves I think it was just a case of you know I I would just I'm taking in so much information from playing new heroes that I'm trying to like process that as well as like keep a nice flow of play because all my games were going like fifty minutes yeah. and like I was aware of the time so like basically trying to play in a timed environment for the first time was proving a little bit I think I'd over underestimated how much that would affect my playing and yeah. you know probably could have done with a few more practice games but I was still enjoying myself like mm. I think that was the main thing and that yeah. was the main reason I was here to yeah. give me a full taste of it and see if I enjoy it and I was doing and I was like learning things as well as we'll go into cool so we'll go for a quick break de-steam the car and then we'll, uh, we'll be right back Hey, welcome back. So, we'll jump into... So, we had the lunch... Was the lunch break then? After round three? Yeah. Yeah. So, we come back, and we're on round four. I have got Ben playing... His name's Benjamin on on the thing. Yeah. And I went up, and I was like, Hi, are you Benjamin? He went, Ben. And I was just like, Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> Glad to see we're, we're going to get on well. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? He was lovely. Um, he was from Oxford, playing as Fi. So, straight away, I was kind of like, Oh... Oh, but you know what? Actually, in terms of the games, this is probably one of the I think the funnest, solely because both of us play essentially the exact same. Yeah. So neither of us were blocking. 
and we were just taking everything the other was throwing in the face. Ah, wonderful. When people were just chucking lumps at each other. And you can see just from looking yeah. how pretty much our life points practically stayed the yeah, same. That's a, that's a short run of life total changes as well. Yeah. So, like, I was hitting him with loads of attacks, he was hitting me with loads of attacks, and we just weren't blocking. Yeah. Um, but... The, the the thing for this um, yeah smash face hashtag yeah, yeah. smash face was the uh, was the game. He was really interesting because his fire deck wasn't like the fire decks I'd seen. So, oh pardon me, all his blues were ninja blues, not draconic ninja blues. Oh. So he was so the the equipment tiger strike shuko. Yeah, it's like the second attack you play with a base two or less. Gets plus two damage, right? And so he was trying to basically really, really go for that. So yeah. throw a couple of the big draconic attacks, yeah. Maybe a little one, and then throw another little one after, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. got pumped. So you'd be like, kind of like, ooh, like yeah, this yeah, again, yeah. and then throw like a long chain finisher at the end of it. It's like something like um, um, lava burst, which yeah. gets a pumped when it's at the some link chain link four or higher. It yeah, gets, yeah, yeah, gets extra damage. Um, and it was super interesting. We were looking. He showed me the deck afterwards, and we were going through it. And I was like, that, I, "I said to him, I was like, mate, the first time you pitched like a box standard ninja blue, I was like, this is different. Yeah. So I didn't really key into it, but he's like, yeah, this is how the deck kind of works. And it was really interesting. He was a really nice guy. I got him down to one health. Um, I needed an attack action on the draw. Uh, I didn't get the attack action. I got an action, which was neither use nor ornament. So he stayed on the one health. It got back to his turn. I was on two health, and he just slapped yeah. me silly. So um, unfortunately, took a, a loss there, which was a bit of a shame because I could have. Um, I think I could have done done much better there. Um, I took a gamble. I think I said to you too, didn't I? I took a gamble. Like I had a command and conquer and a, a blue, and I pitched them both to use cash in to draw yeah. two cards yeah, yeah, yeah. and the two cards I drew were garbage yeah. where actually I should have just presented the six damage he'd have had to have blocked or, or lost his arsenal yeah. and the turn after he wouldn't have been as good and I would have still had the same crappy cards that it would have bought me a turn and I think yeah. that would have helped and then you could have maybe used those worse off cards to do the cash in them during the yeah so it, it was I mean yeah, it wasn't great but it it was what it was great opponent it was super friendly, super nice, which has pretty much been the theme of this entire they were tournament. All lovely, like varying degrees of lovely, but they were all lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how was your round four? Um, spoilers: We finally got on the score sheet. We, uh, we got the W. Yeah, we got finally. The w. I'd come into this only wanting one, and when it was like, I'm zero and three. Tom's one and two. If he loses the next one, he might want to go home. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do it. I have to win this game. Um, I played against uh, Sam from Liverpool. Nice. He was really nice. Um, probably going to end up bumping into him again if I go to any of the um, fab events at Manchester or Liverpool, to be honest. He was like oh, the okay. most local player I played against, so wouldn't surprise me. Uh, really lovely guy. Like, Again, was dead interested in the fact that like it was my first week playing, so it was yeah. like showing me things and like helping me through. and. Like no one was like patronising about it, or like they were just dead helpful. Like turning the cards toward me. This is what this does. This is how I'm going to present this, and just showing a genuine like interest and like they like the game. Someone new is playing the game. They want them to like the game and keep yeah, it going. Keep it going. Um, this was the game where I realised that Terra Sunder might necessarily be the best card in the deck. 
Because yeah. I'd moaned about it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, why is this in here? It's slow. You've got to pitch three and then you don't have enough resources to pitch anything else. Um, if I could give one bit of advice to anyone playing a card game, it's read the card. Uh, <laughs> because I didn't realise... Even though Tom had probably told me, and I was too I had blinded told by you, regardless of how much you're declining it, I, denying it, I 100% told you how it worked. It's even in all that. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> I've bought three of them. You've bought three of them. You know uh, how it works. Went straight to the vendor. Mm. But it being able to work on the hammer, suddenly. Th- there is a direct correlation between me realising how Terrace Under works and the amount of games that I win from this point onwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is actually. The, ga- the light the bulb game- going off, and suddenly <laughs> the winds start cracking. That's up. why people keep chucking this bloody hammer at people. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so there was a lot more hammer-based offence. Uh, and you'll enjoy this as well. This was the game where we got the uh, spicy yellow pummel win. The spicy yellow pummel. Yeah, didn't see that coming, the yellow pummel from the Arsenal. Like, uh, did the whole... I had two blues in hand after blocking some of his um, arcane bolts coming in. I'm saying bolts, I don't know what they actually are. It's rune chance, rune but I don't chance. know what they actually fire. Um, arcane damage. Yeah. Bolts. <laughs> bolts. <laughs> it's bolts. After throwing his arcane sparkles at me. Um... Pitch to t- uh, t- tectonic plate in, left two floating, pitched, left two floating to do ha- hammer. He presents four block and then pummel comes out, cleans it up. I did, I, I hit, I counted, I hit five pummels on this poor lad. He <laughs> was in a zero three and not having the best day. But at no point did it ever affect him. I was like, how's your day going? It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I and it's here. like, and like he came over and talked to me after, and he was like, "Yeah, we had a great game." And like he let me take a few things back, and he wasn't like salty about it. And I was like, he was like, "Oh, this day probably could have gone a little better." So I just bought myself some cheer up boosters, and he told me cards that he pulled. He pulled a legendary. They sounded impressive. Yeah. Um, he was very happy. That's yeah. all I cared about. He'd had a nice end to the day. Black Tech. He pulled Black Tech Whispers, which is like the new legendary for the Assassin class. Okay. Didn't uh, he pull a cold? And he said a foil, a foil majestic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got a legendary yeah. and a foil majestic. He'd done very well so for himself. Pulled, so all the good pack. It, I was, I was happy for him. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got the score sheet. I, I was, I was more happy for me. Yeah, I signed, I signed a sign up for that. I, I, when the guy came over and was talking to you, you're like, oh, great, 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 and he was walking off, and I, I, I sat looking at you thinking, you don't yeah. have a clue what he's just said. Pat, I am fluent in happiness <laughs> in card games because he'd said this to me and I went, oh, mate, that's well sick. And then yeah. like, I fist bumped him and he went, oh, yeah, nice one, see you later. And I just looked back at you and went, right. <laughs> just, like, I didn't even bother asking what any of them were because I'm not going to remember. Yeah. And it's like, I've only just found out now they're assassin cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, could have told me there were anything. Don't, don't mind. No, 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 no. Guardian. You don't could have told me that's a new Guardian card that you need. Would have been like, ah, oh, best oh, go and find best, Sam. Best, best go find yeah, him. Yeah. And go get the card off him. But it's like my pulls have been quite good for boosters this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, looking good. Three couple of runs. Yeah, yeah. The, crazy, uh, the crazy brew, brew and the harpoon. Yeah, don't worry. Me, and that, and that, garbage. Savage beatdown. What was that cold? Um, oh, the the quicksilver dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Got cold foil. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. Show off. Anyway, round five. Um, you got it. I got, I got uh, Charlie, who was playing as Kano, come from Manchester. So actually, he's quite pretty local as well. Oh, nice. Um, I forgot about that. He was playing as Kano. As soon as I sat down, I was like, "This is going to be a nice, easy win for you, mate." And he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "I only play Arcane Barrier One, <laughs> and you're you're only playing Arcane Damage." So yeah, I was like, "Nice, easy run for you." Unfortunately, he did not 
he did not have a good time. Saw red in the worst way. He saw red in the worst way. He literally... Um, so at one point he had a six card hand because of stuff that I'd done. I did hit Coke's commotion and I played a um, this round's on, on us. No, this round's on me. And so he had six cards in his hand. And I... Basically, it was, the, it was the end of the game. So I hit Nimbleism, and then I hit a Swarming Gloom Veil for six. Um, if it hit, he was dead. If it didn't hit, I had Rosetta Thorn, and he'd be dead. So I was like, pretty confident that this was it. Yeah. But then he was like, okay, I'm going to have to trigger Bravo. And he started trying to do it, but his entire hand, aside from one card, was was red. Yeah. was red pitch. And since... Yeah. He yeah. he even said it even costs three to activate. Is it? Cardio? Even costs three to activate his ability. Yeah, and he was pitching red to activate the ability. Oh, <laughs> that's never where you want to be. It wasn't what you want. Three cards of one, please. Yeah, when he did it, I sat there going, "Mate, those are reds." And he was like, "I know, they're all I have." And I was just like, "Oh, sorry, mate." <laughs> and then um, there was some card he played. It was um, Sonic Boom. I forget. I didn't write the name of it. Sonic Boom. It's like look at the top card of your deck. If it's, uh, I think it's if it's like got less, um, if it's costs less than the number of arcane damage you've done, you get to basically banish it and play it. Yeah, yeah. And he completely whiffed. He did three arcane damage. So whatever it was on the top of his deck must have cost four or more. Yeah. Or because he'd done three arcane damage. Um, so he completely whiffed and unfortunately did not do very. He even hit a couple of Kano triggers doing Kano's ability. Where he didn't hit anything that did arcane damage. He was hitting potions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great for late game, and he had to use them all late game just to do the little bit of arcane damage that he tried to do before yeah. I killed him. Um, the potions interest me. Like we were talking mm. earlier on when I pulled that crazy brew about like certain people can have like potion builds. Mm. Like I'd be interested in seeing what you could do with that. People, like it seems. People keep asking for Alchemist yeah. as a class because it's a type of job in Wraith. Yeah. So it's in the law that there are alchemists. I'd love to play people, that. People are, are hoping, because obviously they're doing the PVE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So they're hoping that alchemists will, will turn Be up in part that. Of that. Um, the big thing for me for this game was remembering to tick up Final Spring Tunic. Yeah. Because it was the first time the whole day I was actually playing it. Hmm. So I'd not needed to use it before, and I completely forgot it was there. I just thought it was Ironweave that yeah. I could just pop when I wanted it. And instead I was like two turns in, and I went, I haven't been doing tunic, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, mate, yeah. got it." Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, he's <laughs> not going to let you have it back. Like, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't, would you? You'd just be like, "Sorry, bud." Like, well, I'll, I'll give him credit. He let me have one. Yeah. He's like, I'll, "I'll, you know, have the one from this turn." We're at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. Getting one tunic trigger now is not going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things. No. So he let me have the one, which I was super grateful for, yeah. and I was like, "You sure? You sure?" Um, I don't think I even really took advantage of tunic. No. I don't. I think actually. I think I would have rather have kept Ironweave to get the I've two seen, resources. I've seen Bravo list running it, and I just... I, I don't... I'd rather play... Because um, obviously Tectonic Plate is the best one, and is mm. a little bit expensive. Tunic's like, more expensive. Tunic's more expensive, and I've seen it as Cybertech. I'd rather have, like... What's the budget version that we were talking about? Oh, before? the Earthlaw Bounty. Yeah. I'd rather have something like that. Mm. And just running more, like, a sift version yeah, or something like that. Just lean, lean into stuff. that and like... Yeah, well, I don't know. I could, I could be way wrong. Like I've, I've been playing a week. 
So that was my last game of the day. And obviously, we both made the decision to uh, to drop then. So I went uh, two three, yeah. which I, I respectable you know, considering what I thought. Yeah, was was perfectly perfectly respectable. Yeah. Um, after a long day, mm-hmm. very long day. Yeah. Um, so how was your round five? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was. This was the longest game. This was the one that actually looked like it was going to be close to going to time. Like, thankfully, I didn't go to time in any of my rounds, okay. uh, which is, was one of my goals. I had a few goals. I wanted to win a game. I wanted to not have a judge called against me for something I'd done wrong. Mm. Like, we did call a judge one or two times, but it was more just like, is this right? Yes, it's right. Cool. Like, awesome. yeah. What they're there for, essentially, to keep, you know, like, yeah. correct board state and play. And the other goal that I wanted to have. So not go to time, win a game, not have a judge call. Mm. This is the closest one it was got. But this was also the game where it felt like I was playing um, Bravo, as you had mentioned him being played to me, and also Fatigue. the way that other people, like the, the more grind them out style and only really using the hammer and choke slams for blocking, not for slamming, <laughs> which I still begrudge. But this game was like, my opening hand, he won the dice roll, um, I should say it's his name was Osama from Edinburgh who had travelled down with Kia, uh, Kia the first round opponent. So we had a bit of a chat about that. He explained to me what Lexi did. Lexi seems incredibly cool with the two advent two um Arsenal slots and like firing but this was my, my first interaction with firing arrows. And like the thing I like about Flesh and Blood is that every character feels like so unique. Like even though they all share the same overarching battle styles, everyone's got like a little bit of a gimmick or a little bit of something to do or like um so we were going for the arrows. I got an incredible amount of defense cards and like defense reactions early on. So I, he came at me with, um, it was one of the arrows that if it hits you, it does damage equal to the number of your equipment. And he come at me for seven, and I managed to just staunch defense that, and, nice. and then staunch defense the next one he played as well. <laughs> so I soaked up twelve damage on one of his big um, three of a kind turns. Oh, nice! And I'm, I'm a big fan of three of a kind. I think that card's really it's, cool. It's <laughs> like it's so cool. Um, but yeah, so like I, I, he was so super nice. Like he was showing me everything he was doing. He was like telling me after like each play that I did, he was like, "That was definitely correct to put there. That was correct to put there. Maybe you shouldn't have put that through." But you know, he was like genuinely sort of mentoring me through the game because we're in the one three. Like he's he's got like no. He's not going to win anything at this point, so he no. might as well like help someone out. And we're like, yeah. we were having a good laugh while we were playing, but still keeping up a good rate of play. He got like a, at one point, I was on twenty life and he was on one because I'd hit, I'd I'd just straight up hard cast pulverize, like mm. not heaved it for just bang, oh, to, like okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was you know like yeah, just there you go. Just have that. Jesus Christ. Um, like I'd activated Teutonic t- the turn before. So I was like, one from Teutonic and three blues. And he just went, yep. Okay. <laughs> and okay. just, he took all 14. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, which made me slightly worried about his hand. Yeah. Um, Choke Slam proved to be really good in this because it stopped him um, pumping, his attacks. pumping his attacks, which was very good. But it was like, it got to a point where he was on one, I was on 20. But I was like somehow on the back foot because he was now drawing his like three of a kinds into stuff. Uh, so yeah. I just went full into like I can just ride this out surely. So like everything he was throwing at me it was like block six on that, block six on that. 
and just like and he'd even said at one point it's like I could have turned this around because he had like two really good three of a kinds in a row yeah um, and he got me down to five and he was like all oh, this is blue pitch stuff now like he literally got down to like the last eight cards so wow. it was like he was running out of his go again stuff he was like we kept joking just like if ever something wasn't go again we referred to it as a gentleman's yeah. <laughs> so he's like it's just a gentleman's the life because it's like so we, we had, we had a good laugh coming. about things. And he was like... And then I just managed to soak up enough damage using not that many cards that I could pitch one for tectonic plating, pitch three to do the hammer and get it in for six. And he was like, I, I, I can only bought five. And like, mm. it just felt really... It felt like I'd, I'd played and won a proper game of Flesh and Blood. Like, I've played the game exactly how this character was, like, designed to be played and how, like, the meta people were playing it. Mm. And, like... Because there was a point where I was at 20 and he got me down to 5 and I was like, I'm, I am actually going to lose this. He's going to swing this. And it's going to be down to my inexperience. But I literally just, like, composed myself, didn't freak out and was like, I'll just draw choke slams and just block things. Like... Yeah. His moves are doing four to five. I've still got a little bit of my armor left. I can just like, like it was the point where I was realized like I, you can just overblock sometimes. Like you don't have to just let a little one and two poke through. You can just block everything. Like yeah. block my turn, block my, like your turn, block your turn, yeah. and just keep drawing cards. And like he had about four turns of like just pure aggression where I was like, Arsenal this, drawing card sugar. And, like, just wasn't really, like, doing anything. And then he was like, I'm out. Like, I've had my flurry. Like, you're going. Like, sweet, hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it just... that's it with Bravo. So this is what we were talking about. Like, yeah. when I'm playing as, like, Alden, for example, in common, literally all I'm doing is blocking or, or preventing damage. Yeah. Turn. And at some, some point, he's going to run out of cards, going to run out of steam, and I'm still going to have cards and health and yeah. a hammer. So I if... just, I'd never been in that situation where I felt like someone could run out of steam because I'd always been like I've told that people can run out of steam but the deck's like this big um, and it wasn't until he pointed it out so I need to start keeping an eye on like people's deck size mm. and stuff like that and like on my own pitch stack and what I'm getting rid of like there's just there's little intricacies and things that I need to be like more aware of well you got uh, to win yeah. right so you know 2-3 two, 2-3 three. Two, three. Two, three. Two, three drop exact, exactly one more win than I uh, wanted and two more wins than I thought I deserved. Yeah. <laughs> like going two three on the, my like because they were my games two to six of the game itself. Like I'd known yeah. rules and I'd watched videos, but actually in practice, you know, like not even played ten games total. No, no, I've no. classic constructed. Like I'm hooked. I literally went to the vendor and just bought as much of the deck as I could. Yeah. <laughs> Like, of, of, you know, the reasonable price bits. I think I ended up spending, like, what, 25 quid? Because like, you bought some of it, but you bought the card off me, and I spent Yeah, so I traded for the Harpoon. <coughs> yeah. I so bought I... the cards, but then essentially I traded them for the Harpoon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... I think Pascal will be proud of you. I hope I so. I hope he listens to this episode. I hope so. And, and uh, he's like... Choke, choke slam, just remember, Pascal, choke slam can do eight damage as well. <laughs> it, can, like... it can hit. It's not just there for, for a free yeah. buck. Um, Four out of five guardians hate this man, but chokes on can be used as an attack, and it's pretty good sometimes. Like, yeah, didn't win any games with it. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> I threw it. Threw an eight chokes I remember there was one game where someone was like, "I'm terrified. What's in your arsenal?" And I went, "You shouldn't be." And he's like, well, "That makes me more scared." And I was like, "Okay, I'll show you." 
And then I was like, pitch four. Bit like pitch two for Bravo, pitch four. Choke slam, eight, dominate. He went, oh. <laughs> I just took six. <laughs> I was uh, like, yeah, that kind of sums up choke slam for me sometimes. Like, yeah. oh. It's a big attack, yeah. but, it's, but it's expensive and it, it needs to hit. It, and if, it sucks, to, necessarily it do sucks to throw the blue one, I figured out. Like, yeah, red choke slam is nice mm. to throw. Blue choke slam. Not so much. Yeah. Um, also, I'm never playing Rousey Ancients again. Never playing Rousey Card make me. No one will tell me otherwise. No one's going to tell me that that card is justifiable with its price tag and decent to play. Zell was beaten, really, like, yeah, was yeah, a really was a good, good card. card. Rouse the Ancients was oh. just pitch fodder. The like, That's the only card in the deck that I didn't cast. Really? All, out of all the games I played. Because mm. I just never... Never had the position. No. It's very situational. Yeah. I don't really like it myself, but I, I do have it in the deck. Yeah. Um, Cool, so that's really our experience. I mean, I had a good time overall. I think we pretty much can guarantee, well, not guarantee, but we can both confirm that everybody we played against was, was pretty sound and pretty, yeah. pretty solid. We've met Decent a people, classic, right. classic group of people, like, yeah. really nice. Everyone good, who was good at the meal with us, good. we obviously all went out for the meal. Everyone there was, was nice. Ian, yeah. for example, was super cool. Yeah. Um, um, Kevin and Rob. Not Rob. Who was with Kevin? Josh. Kevin and Josh and then, and then the Rob. Rob. Yeah. Rob and his five mates who definitely aren't imaginary. Definitely aren't imaginary. Yeah, everyone was super chill. Everyone was super chill. Everyone was super nice. And that, like the fact that I just used the word, everyone was super chill. Um, so, so fresh and chill. So, so, so fresh and so chill. Yeah, um, it was nice. It was good. It was good. Final thoughts on Flesh and Blood. Well, I'm definitely playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent money now. And we were talking about this before. Uh, the, the, the idea of me coming was just like, how well can a magic player who's never really learned the game do by just like how well can you learn this game by not actually like sitting down and playing it and practicing it and just reading about it having like one or two refresher games and then just go like this isn't the deep yeah. end obviously but it's a 25 quid entry event and people are there to like win some money yeah. and just and it's go 163 and like, people there yeah as well. and it's like i wasn't trying to like test the fan base but at the same time it, it does show you like if you're brand new and don't know what cards do it shows how people are willing to not shortcut and explain what they're doing because I think we get a little bit lost in shortcuts. And I do it myself. Like So many things are shortcutted in card games to try and make it as quick as possible that sometimes when you're brand new to something, it makes it very hard, not in a gatekeeping way, but very hard to be like, I'm sorry, what's that? And people don't like asking over and over again, what's that do? Yeah. But people made it so easy for me. There's nothing that, like... I haven't come away with, like, a headache or feeling drained. Um, which is, you know... I Every game I enjoyed. Every game I got to play the game. Every every game, like... There wasn't any games where it was, like, over in 50 minutes and I stood around watching everyone else play. Every game lasted at least 45 minutes. Like, yeah. the game might be expensive to play, but when you play games, you're playing games. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. spending, like, five, six, seven hundred quid on the deck and losing in four turns. Like you're playing flesh and blood so yeah, like yeah. that speaks to me a lot about the game and it's probably going to keep me coming back like Sweet. i don't know if i'll be buying the big generic like you're not going to see me like posting on twitter that i've got a tunic in the next couple of weeks but i'll <laughs> definitely have like a deck built like yeah. with the moderately expensive stuff and, like maybe put myself up a cheeky tunic when i get paid not tunic uh plating when I get paid, I need to learn the names. I think that's the next thing. Just yeah. have a good old read, but 
I've taken in a lot this weekend about flashing boards. A lot. I'm surprised how much I'm still talking about it. Like in yeah. the car on the way back. Normally, like when I'm finishing Magic, like, I like talking about car games. I like talking. I like hearing the sound of my own voice because I'm a massive narcissist. <laughs> but <laughs> like, even on the journey back when we were talking, I was just like looking, like scrolling casually through, through equipment, being like, I wonder if mm. this will work instead of that. Yeah. That, Headpiece, it's like it's got me. And when I first saw Flashing Blood, I was like, "Nah, it's just fighting it. It's not really for me. It doesn't seem like my sort of thing." But it is. So maybe I'll read some of the more. Maybe I'll get into it. It is good. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, man. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, we'll call it there. Yeah. Um, and we'll get you home. Decent. Still sat outside McDonald's at the moment. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're only twelve minutes from my house, so it's not too bad. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> bit further from my house, but it's fine. Um. Wonderful. Um, where can people find you? Uh, mainly on Twitter. I do have a Twitch, but I don't use it. So it's just at King Smudge, K-I-N-G-S-M-U-D-G-E. I'll probably be talking about Fab a lot over the next couple of weeks, um, as that will appear more and more on our timeline. Cool. I, I need to try and find uh, where these people are hiding these deck lists, because boy, oh boy, is that difficult to find. Yeah. Um, are we going to get you at Car Tavern for a couple of games? Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Right. Stone's a little bit far away, but my brother lives in Stone, so I can always go, like, make a day of it, pop in and see him, see the little ones, and then come over and play some games. Boom. See. Right. You can catch us on uh, Twitter, BigBoss010, Instagram, um, Facebook, and Hive at Big Boss Book Club. I'm Big Boss. We are out. Peace.